Hey everybody, welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. If you happen to be listening to this during the Christmas time, uh, Bill and I are recording this two days before Christmas Eve, uh, or three days before Christmas Eve. Is that right? Three yeah. days before Christmas Eve. Oh, it's always weird when it's on a weekend, uh, especially as a pastor. That always threw me off when Christmas was on a weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we're continuing this Advent uh, season, and we're talking about, of course, discipleship, but we're also looking at it, the context of the disciples. And we've talked about the shepherds being the disciples. We talked about Joseph being the disciples. Uh, last week, we talked about this guy, Zachariah, and uh, we talked a little bit about Mary, but we're going to focus today on Mary. And Mary is, of course, next to Jesus, the most famous uh, story character in the story, um, so much so that there's statues, there's paintings, there's everything associated with Mary. And all the other characters are kind of background characters, frankly. Even Jesus seems like an add-on. Oh, don't forget to put Jesus in the picture, you know, when we're, when we're mm-hmm. thinking of recounting the story of Christmas. And so we thought, you know, we're, we're both Protestants, so we, we don't necessarily put Mary at the same esteem as our Catholic brothers and sisters, but we love Mary and think she's inspiring for uh, generation after generation of, of things that we can look for. In the passage today, though, we thought it would be fun, and you guys who follow me on my podcast, The Daily Nugget, know I like to do freebies. And so we have some freebies today. Uh, that we're going to unpack uh, because there's so many little uh, verses in here that are power-packed, and we thought it'd be fun to just talk about those things. Is maybe we would even say this is like the power-packed Christmas with Mary, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and so, Bill, why don't you just start us off, and we'll, we'll we'll jump right into the story here. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, and, and you know the thing that's so cool, and just, just want to encourage everybody uh, if you're listening to this before or even right around Christmas time, like read these passages for yourself. Um, Luke, Luke one and two, uh, Matthew one and two, uh, I think maybe are the, the, the main ones and, and, um, and read them slowly and, and look at the words individually and the, and the phrases individually, because there is, like you said, Mike, there's so much there yeah. and, and, and we couldn't possibly, you know, go into detail on all these things, but we're going to, like you said, we're just, just going to highlight a few of these things that maybe, maybe, uh, uh, you haven't thought about before or you haven't thought much about. So, yeah, so I'm going to pick up in, in Luke one, uh, verse 26. And, and so we talked about this before. This is when the angel Gabriel visited Mary. And so I'm just going to read a few of these verses again. Uh, it says in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Well, that does seem to be a pretty good place to start that last line there. You have found favor with God. So, yeah. I mean, the 
the angel introduces by saying, you who are highly favored, and then we see here closing it with um, this whole idea, you have found favor with God. And so it's kind of one of those things where what does it mean to find favor with God? I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Bill? Have you ever thought about pursuing the favor of God or any of those things? Well, no, actually I haven't. Uh, and, and in fact, as, as we're looking at this, like, I guess I'm not totally positive exactly what that does mean. What does it mean to have favor with God? When I think of the word favor, I think of favorite. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, so is, is he saying, Mary, you're my favorite? Well, it's kind of... I don't know. Well, it is a comparison thing, right? A little bit, you know, like one child has the favor of the parent, the other one doesn't have the favor of the parent. If I said that, you would be like, oh, well, I know what that means. That means that the parent spends time with them, believes in them, loves them, encourages them, right? I mean... Or sometimes we use the phrase uh, that that, uh, somebody has fallen out of favor with their boss or with the coach or with their, with uh, a family member, you know, so, so you can be in favor and out of favor. Well, I'll give you a little bit of context here. So if if we think about it in terms of what does it mean to have the favor of God uh, in the old Testament, there's a, there's a bunch of occasions, but um, in, I'll just give you one example. Second Kings uh, 13, four says this, Uh, Ben Jehoiahaz, sought the favor of the Lord and the Lord listened to him for he saw the oppression of Israel and how the king of Syria oppressed them. Uh, And there's a bunch of examples like that in the Old Testament where the people are encouraged to seek the favor of God by the prophets. Uh, In other words, maybe we would look at it this way. Uh, We're looking for God to be on our side. Uh, as we're mm. facing challenges, as we're facing struggles, as uh, life is, and in the nation of Israel's context, uh, they're taken into captivity, uh, they're experiencing pain and misery because of their lack of faithfulness, because of their lack of repentance, because of their lack of faith in the true God. Uh, God, it seems like to them, is no longer on their side. And so at the core of what we think of when we think of the favor of God is that God is on our side. Uh, there's, a, there's a great book by Tremper Longman called God is a Warrior, where it talks about mm-hmm. God fighting for us. And there, there's many lines in the Bible that are pretty famous for the Lord fighting for us. And so part of it is this whole idea of God is on our side. Another way to look at it might be that God is bringing his character into our lives. He's bringing his goodness. He's bringing his blessings. And uh, there's there's that part too, um, as far as what it means to be favored is to be experiencing the presence of God in um, our life. I don't know. Anything you would add to that, Bill? Like, what is it? Well, I just noticed that that's, that's awesome. Uh, I just noticed also that, that here in verse 28, it says, you are highly favored. Yeah. And, and, and so it, it seems that, that the angel is saying, Mary, you in particular uh, are extra favored by God and in, in, in a unique way uh, because you've, you've been given this absolutely uh, unique task of being the, the mother of the Messiah. 
Well, I, and that's been a debate uh, in Christian circles for centuries, frankly, is uh, was Mary favored because of how great Mary is or was Mary favored because she got to be the mother of Jesus? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, is, yeah. is, is she favored because of who she is or is she favored because of what God's going to do in her? Like, if that does that make sense? Yeah. You know? Uh, another thing that I, I would want to say here, and we're going to talk about this in a second more detail, but in, in the Old Testament, uh, the language that's often used is blessings and experiencing the blessings of God, uh, as opposed to the curses of God. And curses are discipline. Curses are the way that the Lord, uh, when we're living uh, apart from him and uh, away from our relationship with him, uh, he uses that to... I guess if I were to be honest, to be punitive, but also as discipline to bring us back. And so uh, we want to walk in the blessings, the goodness of God, where we experience his power, his presence, and we have some deliverance from our enemies that are around us. And, and anyway, but the number one blessing or the number one favor we can receive is the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about that in a second. So let me ask yeah. you this, Bill, any thoughts on how do we get the favor of God today? Because we would want that, right? I and mean, if we're reading this passage, we're like, man, Mary had the favor of God. I, I'd like to have the favor of God. Any thoughts on how we would get that? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, that's a that's a good question. I I, I feel like we can't really earn it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we have to just receive it, yeah. and then and then and then do our best to to uh, live within that. You know, and to and, and maybe it's not so much about earning the favor, but it's more about realizing and experiencing it, and 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 living in that. I think you're right, and and I I think that the core of it. This is the core gospel. The core gospel message is that God sent Christ into the world, who uniquely had the favor of God. Mary gets the favor of God because she gets to have Christ inside of her. <laughs> right, Christ right. is the favor of God. He he's he's the the only begotten Son. He he is the triune God present with the Lord for eternity. And when the Lord looks at him, he takes great delight and joy. And I think that's another part of favor is this delight and joy and blessings and and at the same time, Christ has walked in righteousness and holiness. In other words, he'd earned the favor of God too by the way he lived. You know, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, when I'm thinking of a parent and the, as a kid, you know, my kids, I try to love them unconditionally. But to be honest, some of them earn my favor a lot more than others when they're making good decisions. You know, when they're mm -hmm. when they're making bad decisions, I want to curse them a little bit more than I want to favor them, if I were just to be honest. And in Christ's case, he performed perfectly. He did everything right and earned the favor of God as well as it was freely given to him. And in the gospel message, we get this awesome story about the righteousness of Christ being credited to us. So in other words, he's earned the favor of God for us if we have received him. And, right, right. And that's the center of the right. gospel. Like, So I just, I, I have a long-winded answer to say, yes, Bill, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, our efforts to earn the favor of God are, are not wasted, but they are wasted uh, in the sense that the way that we earn the favor of God is by receiving and believing in Christ. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And then, and then uh, the next part there in, in the end of verse 28, it says, what a great line, the Lord is with you. 
Yeah. The Lord is with you. Wow. What an amazing uh, uh, idea you know, to have the Lord with us. And, and, uh, and of course, Jesus said that before he left. He said, I'll be with you always. And then, Mike, you mentioned uh, the Holy Spirit that Jesus sent, uh, who was with you, but now he's in you. And, and so we, when we receive Jesus the, the, and the, the grace, the amazing grace of God, uh, then, then we have God's Spirit uh, living in us, the Holy Spirit. Well, and I think as we talked about, that is definitely the greatest favor that God gives to us, is his very presence with us. I mean, there's, if you want to know what is the favor of God, it's knowing the presence of the Lord, knowing his love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, faithfulness, knowing his power, knowing his strength, uh, and, and actually knowing that those things are in us is truly the heart of the gospel. Uh, one of the verses that I, I think is is so often overlooked, but I just love it. It's uh, Ephesians one, and it says this: "And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal. And a seal uh, doesn't mean like the the Ziploc bag seal. It means the 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 King's ring seal, like you belong yeah. to me seal." The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. In other words, uh, this is something that's changed in the New Testament. There's not much that's changed between Old and New Testament. Um, Old Testament concealed, New Testament revealed. Um, But this is one of the dynamics that's changed. Rather than people experiencing periodically the presence of the Lord, all who are included with Christ when they believe and they receive the Holy Spirit is given to them as this guarantee of their inheritance that is to come and that for me is one of the greatest promises like you said Bill the Lord is not just with his people as a group but he's with us as individuals and yeah pretty powerful stuff um yeah well go ahead I was gonna the only other thing I would add here that I really like about this is the Holy Spirit's main job, and this is in Romans 8, it's also in Galatians, um, where it says that our spirit cries out with the Holy Spirit, Abba, Father. And in other words, the Holy Spirit's main job in our life is not just to make us more like Jesus. He does do that. He does work righteousness. But his main job is to remind us that we now have a Father in heaven. In other words, we are highly favored. Um, and so how cool is that, that the Holy Spirit's main job is to show us how loved we are how much peace God wants to bring into our life and the power and strength that the king of all kings wants to bring into our life. And that's probably a great segment into segue into our next section here, which is all about Jesus. You want to read that one, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Just the next few verses there in, in Luke 1, uh, 31 to 33, it says, You, Mary, will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. (laughs) What a cool passage. There's a lot there, isn't there? What stands out to you of those things, Bill, or anything? 
Well, I mean, I'm just kind of kind of thinking about it. I, I mean, the the idea that he he will be great and be and, and be the, called the son of the Most High. I mean, this this had to have been just such an incredible moment for Mary to hear those kinds of things. Uh, it, it's for me when I when I look at this, uh, I think I have trouble being in awe by all this because it's 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 almost like you know you 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 read the script already and so it's like oh yeah yeah for sure he's great he's the son of the most high he's he's <laughs> all those things it's like yeah i know that i know that i know that that's good that's cool but but i mean when you really stop and think about it it's it's incredible but i think uh, this is what's great about i'm glad we're talking about this and 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 again we're not going to spend a ton of time you know breaking all this down but but um but it's just this for me these would be a couple of verses that i would probably just skim through really quick and move on and get to you know more of the, the you know the the best part of the christmas story but i'm glad that we're pausing on these for a minute well and if I could say the highlight for me was that he will inherit his father David's throne. And again, David has been made this promise by God, this covenant has been made with David. Um, you might remember, it doesn't even matter, I won't even give it the full context, but God promises that there will be some uh, someone on David's lineage on the throne of Israel right. forever. And they've been waiting for this king to come, this Messiah to come, who would be their great king. And so when she heard the, the words, the Lord God will give him the throne of your father, David, her ears would have perked up and be like, oh my gosh, this is the promised one. This is the one that everybody's been waiting for. We know she's a scholar of the Bible because of you know, Mary's song. There's so many scripture references in there. And so for me, like there's a, there's a bunch of songs. I don't know if you've ever heard this Christmas song, but it's a relatively new one in the last 10 years. It says, uh, the chorus goes, Alleluia, the Lord has come. Hallelujah, the Lord has come. And uh, it's there's something about that that's so powerful because when we think of Lord, I think of King. I think of the one who is King over the earth and who reigns over everything. And that's the centerpiece of the Christian, Christmas story from the Jewish perspective, if they would have embraced and seen, is their King has come. The one who reigns over the, one, the earth, the one who has all the power, the one who his kingdom will never end. Uh, that's who has come into the world. It's Jesus, the great king, has entered the world and a new kingdom is coming. And this kingdom is not of flesh and blood, but of the spirit. And it's just powerful. Again, I could go on and on, but let me just say, that's the centerpiece also of when we think about Christmas is the birth of the king, uh, the true king. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking, um, because when you read these stories in the Bible, I mean, again, we look back and, and, and we, we know what's going on because, you know, it happened in the past and so we can read about it and all that kind of stuff. But when, when these, and not just the Christmas story, but anywhere in the, in the Bible, when, when these people were living these things, they didn't necessarily know that, you know, that this was in the Bible uh, or whatever. They were just living their lives and doing their thing. So I was thinking, I wonder if Mary, uh, knowing, like hearing this, uh, that that uh, that he will uh, inherit this throne of his father David. I wonder if she knew that Joseph, her betrothed, was 
a direct descendant of David. And so in a sense, it's like, oh, well then I have to marry Joseph uh, because it's, uh, uh, I mean, for the prophecy to be uh, fulfilled or whether she, maybe she didn't know that about Joseph. And, and it wasn't until after the fact that we, that we realized that. And, and, and Mike, you're the scholar. So maybe you, you know, the answer to that. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any idea what was going through the mind of Maryville. (laughs) 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 That part I can say for sure. And if I'm the scholar here, we're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's just fun to think about that kind of stuff. And and I, I, I always, I always think, you know, it's going to be so fun in heaven when we get to have all these conversations with, with these people. And it, wouldn't it be amazing uh, to sit down with Mary and, and, uh, and ask her, you know, so what was it like? I mean, when, when, you, when you got that news and, and did you know that Joseph really was, you know, the guy and, and that he was the, the descendant of David? Anyways, it's fun stuff to think about. Well, and let me just also reiterate, almost all the great Christmas songs, this is their centerpiece, you know. And he shall reign forever and ever. You know, like there's the, the the kingship of Christ is is the centerpiece. But there is another line too. Why don't you share that one, Bill? That I know stands out to you from the other uh, part of the story. Well, yeah, and 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 talk about uh, the uh, Christmas songs and 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 um, and Christmas pageants and plays and 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 um, the the classic. Uh, Christmas story. I mean, I mean, this is it right here. It, it's it's in it's in chapter two, and it's verse ten and eleven. And and this is this is the angel uh, speaking to the uh, the shepherds and announcing um, this this coming king. And the angel says uh, to the shepherds, "Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy." That will be for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the, Christ the Lord in, in, in the NIV or in other, other versions. It says he is the Messiah, the Lord. Yeah. And just, I, I mean, I, I love that. I mean, I mean that's, that is the good news. That is the great joy. And, 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 and frankly, that's the, the story that we get to continue to tell um, every day uh, and throughout our lives and not just this time of year. The good news of great joy is that, is that uh, our Messiah came, the, the promised one that, that we've been waiting for uh, for centuries has, has come. And, and now he has come and, and, and we can know him and we can receive um, uh, his his presence and his grace, uh, because this this uh, this Messiah came. Well, and then if we continue on in the story, last week we talked about Mary and her question, like, "How can this be?" You know, and all this, and um, and then we get this line in there that's such a great line that we talked just briefly about last time. But I don't. I want to p- perhaps come back to this line. Uh, For nothing is impossible with God. The angel tells. Uh, Mary, as she's like, um, I'm a virgin. I don't know how I'm going to have this kid. And the angel response is basically, uh, I already told you the answer. The Lord is with you and his favor is with you. Uh, you don't need more. But just so yeah. you know, nothing is impossible with God. Um, what what yeah. stands out to you yeah. about that line, Bill? I know that's one of your um, 
I don't know, favorite verses is the right things to say, but that thing that's really helped you over the years. Well, it, it's, and, and, and it's not the only place where, where we hear this. Uh, it, it, the angel says here, nothing's impossible with God. Uh, Jesus, at, at, at another time when he was explaining uh, to to us, uh, a group of people about the idea of how uh, how it's 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 really not possible to earn your way to heaven, and 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 uh, and, and for for uh, especially for uh, someone who has has a lot of worldly stuff, it's like man, it, it's 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 really uh, basically impossible uh, for for man to for mankind people to to earn their way to heaven but uh nothing's impossible with god is, is what is what jesus said with with man it's impossible with god all things are possible and 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 then we and we and we know philippians four thirteen. i can do all things through him who gives me strength and so this idea again of of in the, with the power of god all things are possible and and uh I mean, we can go on and on telling story after story after story of times when um, it didn't seem possible, and and yet um, God came through, and and I guess that's the thing that stands out to me uh, is is um, in those times when we feel like, man, I don't I don't know how this is gonna turn out. I I don't know I don't know the outcome of this, and and I I really. I only have one thing I can do, and that is to give it to the Lord and and trust Him, because I really believe that uh, with God all things are possible, or or nothing is impossible. If God's in the middle of it, nothing's impossible for God. Right, right. Well, and, and that's the that's the challenge, right? I mean, like we all of us face situations where we don't know we don't know how we're going to get through it. There's chapters in our life where we're written the first part of the chapter, and we're like. Or we're living the first part of the chapter, excuse me, and we're like, whoa, I, how is this going to get some sort of resolution here? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I was mm-hmm. thinking about, as you were talking about uh, Santa Claus and how uh, we see so many movies that talk about Christmas magic and uh, Santa Claus or some sort of Christmas elf and, and those things are able to <laughs> turn an impossible situation and make it good. And um, that really stood out to me as far as like at this Christmas time in a pagan culture like we live in today, uh, we see so many people turning towards false gods uh, to who everybody knows it's not true, like that, that, that they don't have that kind of power to change the impossible, but they're still hoping for that in my mind. And, and I think that's why they end up looking uh, there. So anyway, that was one of the things that stood out to me is. No, only the Lord can do that, but it's awesome that He can, and that yeah, His favors yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. So I guess just uh, what I would say is this time of year, um, around Christmas, it what a what a great time to uh, reflect on these things and reflect on on God's favor and 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 to reflect on uh, the fact that God is with us and, and Emmanuel and to. Emmanuel, God with us. That's right, and, and I love how and we kind of wrap up with with this. Uh, I love how in the end of the classic Christmas story, which when I refer to that, I'm, I'm referring to Luke two one through twenty. Uh, in verse nineteen, it says, 
But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And, and I just love that. that when, I, when I read that, I, I used to get this, this image of, of Mary um, in some quiet moments when, when the shepherds weren't there and the wise men weren't there and maybe even Joseph was, was, was not there and, and she was just uh, sitting alone with, with this little baby uh, Jesus and and just reflecting and 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 pondering and 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 treasuring these moments and 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 I guess that's for me that would be the the message of this podcast for 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 today would would be uh, just to let's 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 treasure and, and be grateful for and 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 thankful for and and think about and ponder these these things during this uh, time of year and and let's let's be aware of Emmanuel God with us and 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 the fact that he is is our our savior and 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 he's Abba father and and um, and and that, that uh, nothing's impossible and, and and many of us are facing situations where we're, where we like you said Mike that we don't know the outcome and uh, but but we can we can take great hope uh, when we read these passages and then and then think about them and reflect about them and 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 treasure them. I think as I would, I, I agree with you. And, and as we see the other stories of Mary in the Gospels, we see this woman who's very bold, courageous, who tells her son, "Hey, dude, go change that water into wine. These people need you." And she doesn't take no yeah. for an answer, you know. And so she is not a treasure things up in her heart type of personality naturally i don't think i think she's more of a go-getter from what we see and remember jesus is in a meeting one time she says tell him to get his butt out here you know it doesn't say that in scriptures but that's my you know context of it and so i i think she's so for her to take this moment is is such a great example i think of to to ponder those things and if i were to give somebody any freebies it would be this through christ jesus anyone can know the favor of god today through Christ Jesus, Amen. anybody. And uh, you don't have to be as holy as Mary was or Zachariah was or Joseph was, as we've talked about them, or the shepherds were. Um, in fact, the shepherds, uh, probably the best example for us of, of people who've missed the mark, who the Lord includes in the story. But you can have the same favor of God. And it doesn't mean you're going to get birth to the Messiah, per se. But you can know the power presence of God in your life by... Uh, turning to Christ and by receiving Christ. And boy, as Bill said, this is the centerpiece of the gospel story is the Lord has come. Uh, the King has come mm. and he is reigning yep. right now and you can know him and you can know his presence in your life. And that's the centerpiece of the story. And that's what I'll take from this story with Mary. And, that, and if I would add one thing, it would be this. I love Mary's response at the end too, of the first story. You know what? I am the Lord's servant. May it be as you have said. May we all live that way yep. and experience the favor of God because we live that way. Yep, yep. That's awesome. Well, um, Christmas is only a few days away for us, and uh, the forecast is for snow on Christmas Day. We'll see if it actually happens. It doesn't happen that often here in, in western Washington, but uh, uh, we'll see. But uh, uh I just encourage everybody, uh, man, take these moments and, and, and these times with your family and, and treasure them yeah. and, and enjoy them 
And don't let the moments pass by without appreciating, you know, what's going on and, and get into the scriptures and read these things. And, and, uh, and again, uh, I just want to say, uh, this is our last podcast of the year of, of 2021. Uh, Mike, uh, you and I, it's been, it's been so fun. Hasn't yeah, it? it's been that great. We started yeah. doing this this year yeah. and, and, um, and, and, and it's been, it's been cool to hear from, uh, many listeners and, and there's people all over the world that are, that are, it's kind of amazing that are listening to us and, and, and appreciating the things that we talk about. And, and so we're just, we're just so grateful for each of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, for both of you that listen, I'm kidding. Uh, my mom passed away. There may only be one left. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. We're so grateful for, for, for every one of you that listened and, 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 and have told us that you appreciate what we're doing. And, and we're going to keep it going in, in 22 and, and, and beyond, hopefully. And uh, But we appreciate also those of you that, that uh, support us financially, the, the Ministry of Legacy. And, and if you haven't had a chance to do that, we would really appreciate that and you can go to our website ourtruelegacy.com and click on the little donate button and and uh it'd be super cool and uh we want to just continue to uh encourage you to to um uh, help us get the word out on what we're doing and and uh, get involved with with what we're doing as well if you're interested in in um potentially uh, leading a legacy group or getting involved with legacy in some way in your town, let us know and we'll we'll help you uh, get that started. And we want to see people all over the world making disciples. And and um, so that's that's the goal and that's what we're all about. And and uh, but for this week, this week of Christmas, as always, let's continue to be disciples who make disciples. Amen. Amen.